0: Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf In this episode about the book The Art of Noticing by Rob Walker. Keep listening to find out why you need to use your eyes, your ears and all of your senses to notice more things. Welcome back I'm your host Steph Clark and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is the book The Art of Noticing by Rob Walker. This was a book I picked up after the it was a recommendation by Austin Kleon who is a person and an author and a creator that I'm a big fan of uh, who included this in one of his book lists I think last year in 2021 might have been even the year before who even knows anymore it's <laughs> been a lot the last couple of years so I saw this book and I thought that sounds like a fun read and something that is going to be full of little nuggets of goodness and it absolutely was so I'll talk a little bit more about uh about what I liked about the book as we go through but first of all before we get into the three big ideas let's talk about the author and a little bit about the book. The Art of Noticing is a thought-provoking, gorgeously illustrated gift book that will spark your creativity and help you rediscover your passion with simple, low-stakes activities that can open up the world. That was from the New York Times. Welcome to the era of white noise. Our lives are in the constant tether to phones, to email and to social media. In this age of distraction, the ability to experience and be present is often lost. To think and to see and to listen. Enter Rob Walker's The Art of Noticing, an inspiring volume that will help you to see the world anew. Through a series of simple and playful exercises, 131 of them, Walker maps ways for you to become a clearer thinker, a better listener, a more creative workplace colleague, and finally to rediscover what really matters to you that was taken from the Penguin Random House website. I'll pop a link in the show notes. By the way, if you try and go to Rob Walker's website, Rob, if you're listening, your website's been hacked. So you might want to deal with that. So don't go to, I think it's robwalker.com. Don't go there because... Bad things will happen to you. Okay, Uh, about the author. Rob Walker is a columnist and contributes to a wide range of publications, including the New York Times, The Atlantic, New Yorker, Boston Globe and Bloomberg Businessweek. He's the author of Buying In and Significant Objects, which he co-edited with Joshua Glenn, and on the faculty of the Products of Design MFA program at the School of Visual Arts in New York. He lives in New Orleans. So whenever I see a book that has been recommended or has is on one of Austin Cleon's lists, I always know that it's going to be something a little bit different, something that's a little bit, I suppose, adjacent to this idea of kind of creativity and ideas and bringing things together I just really like the way his brain works so whenever I see a book that he's been recommending or been reading I think oh it's probably gonna be something that is just interesting like he just shares interesting stuff about all sorts of different topics really real plethora of different ideas and creators and stuff too so this book like I said was from that one of those recommendations and I was not disappointed because it is very practical. It gives lots of different ways that you can notice things more and bring noticing into your life and just little things that you can use every day as well, like stuff you can use on your way to pick up a coffee, things you can use while you're walking or going or driving or getting the bus or whatever to the gym, like stuff you can just inject into your life. And I think a lot of books around kind of creativity, productivity, all of that kind of stuff, sometimes, not always, and I think that may be changing, but sometimes they require a whole kind of systemic change to the way you live or work or whatever which sometimes is great and is fine and sometimes it's what you need but i don't know i think a lot of the time it's just those little things that make a big difference instead anyway so on to the big ideas three big ideas from the book the art of noticing by rob walker big idea number one less productivity more curiosity The answer to having lots to do and endless lists, etc. is not to add more. There's a quote in the book that says a hyper effective schedule designed to maximize productivity is, in fact, more likely to distract you from what's important than help you discover it. So we're doing lots and we, we've all been in those situations. I've been in those situations like this week where, and I'm sure you have too, where you're doing lots, but you get to the end of the day, you're like, what have I actually achieved today? I feel like I've done nothing meaningful. So instead, Rob suggests dedicating just one hour per week to consciously directing your attention. And that in itself is quite, I think, quite novel. So just one hour a week to consciously directing your attention at a minimum. And obviously you can do more stop trying to be more productive, instead try to be more curious. There's a quote in the book they call this joyous exploration, which I think is quite a fun way of thinking about it. So trying to be more curious. The more we do, the more we push against this attention deficit that we are all up against at the moment. At a time, as you go back to Stolen Focus by Johan Hari, great book I talked about earlier this year, we talked about you know, at the moment, given the complexity of what's going on in the world and some of the terrible things that are happening, and even just in the last few days, you, know, you can think about our, our attention is so important right now we really need our attention so we need to push against this this attention deficit and our state of peak distraction so in order to do that we need to practice paying attention we need to practice noticing attention makes us human so let's get it back through noticing so it's big idea number one less productivity more curiosity big idea number two is the types of noticing the book is split into five types of noticing in these five sections, and each section has different activities and levels of difficulty of stuff you can do in order to, to practice noticing a bit more, practice that curiosity. And as I said at the beginning, in that, that intro blurb, there's 131 different activities throughout those five sections. Those five sections are looking, sensing, going places, connecting with others and being alone. In looking, the couple of the examples including spotting something new every day just really simple stuff. Just lifting your eyes up from your phone. I know it's very, very tempting. It's like got all the shiny things and the fun things on there. So spotting something new every day, looking for colours. And there's a really nice activity in there We are looking for colours and seeing which ones which ones hit you first and then which ones do you not notice till a bit later and which ones kind of, I suppose, almost grow on you a little bit. Starting a collection. Love that idea. <laughs> bit of a magpie. Love that. Uh, spending three hours at a gallery. There is a, an exercise in the book where he suggests spending, or this is one that's actually given to art students from a certain art school or art teacher, where they say you should spend three hours looking at one painting. So I'm just spending three hours at a gallery, three hours looking at one thing and just seeing how that thing changes over time. You don't have to start with three hours, you might start with 20 minutes, build it up or whatever. Uh, I'm planning to go to the Picasso exhibition, which is on in Nam here in Melbourne. Uh, It's in at the moment so maybe I'll be trying that with the Picasso though I think I might have nightmares (laughs) I feel like looking at Picasso for three hours might make you feel a bit weird afterwards anyway so there's a whole section actually on galleries as well which is really cool because I think it's very easy to just go to art galleries or museums and things and walk around almost unconsciously looking at the cards or the exhibitions and the information and stuff and not really take it in not really look at the stuff so I really like the gallery section as well probably quite useful if you've got younger people you're taking to a gallery to to kind of spice up or make more fun some of the the things you could be doing at a gallery things to be looking at anyway so that's the looking section so looking was the first part the next one is sensing there's ideas in there around making a sensory map noting the sense of a local area going smell hunting so going and looking for specific scents or smells in in, in a particular place or an area you're going to that's uh, sensing which is the second one the third section is about going places and there's one in there I really liked which is around detecting imaginary clues so going for a walk or going somewhere and then walking back home and going with a problem so going with something you need to mull over a decision you need to make or a problem you're trying to solve and looking for three things while you're on your way that will give you the clue of what the answer should be one way or the other. I thought it was really cool. I just thought it was such a fun thing. That one actually they suggest doing slightly tipsy. So actually going somewhere, having a couple of drinks and then walking back. I mean, I don't think the alcohol is an essential part of that, but I think it would would add certainly another level to that particular activity. The other one is, I mean, kind of obvious stuff around going different places, taking a different route to work, going away, going the hard or the longer way, the more complex way to get somewhere, turning the supermarket into a game. I really like that one. Great one to do if, you, if you've got a family or you're going to the supermarket with other people, your housemates, etc. because it can be a bit of a drag, can't it? So actually find, playing a game of trying to find the most absurd product or the product that you would have loved to have existed when you were a kid, but now you're kind of horrified by the idea of you can make up your own as well so it's going places the fourth one is connecting with others so finding strangers let them lead you so following not in a weird creepy way but seeing where someone else going sort of picking a stranger and being like oh I wonder where they're going to go and just kind of following them in again like you know, don't keep don't don't make it weird and when they go in somewhere like a car or a building or something you kind of then need to find someone new to follow and just seeing if they take you somewhere you've never been before anyway don't like I said Please don't make that one weird. Uh, interviewing people, making back, making up backstories, something I love doing. I love making up a backstory for people that I see on a regular basis on the train, on the tram, while I'm at the gym, that kind of thing. So that's the fourth one is connecting with others. Fifth one is being alone. So making an inventory, making a list of things, maybe but lists of weird things. So things you didn't buy, things you touched today, etc. Study a rock, get distracted, make an appointment with yourself, which links this idea of the, data, the artist dates from Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. So making an appointment with yourself, going out, going to a gallery, doing something that is just for you, with you, and that's where you go. So that's the fifth one, is being alone. So again, the big idea number two was the types of noticing, which is looking, sensing, going places, connecting with others and being alone. Big idea number three, attention is creativity it's really seeing things that brings your work or your art to the next level and this is absolutely not just relevant to creatives and I've said this in so many different books it's not just relevant to people who are sort of in the creative industry or who are artists or whatever but it allows you to transcend the boring and this is relevant whether you are a leader whether you're a scientist you're an accountant you're a lawyer allows you to transcend, transcend the boring or the surface level things and see connections and things that others may overlook but we only do that when we actually practice is the art of noticing, of seeing patterns, of seeing different things. The art of noticing allows sports coaches or scientists to see data links that others might miss. It allows teachers, leaders, doctors to see subtle clues of things that actually might be important or might matter when it comes to maybe like humans or human interaction. It allows investors to pay attention to undervalued companies. So this is absolutely not just about artists. This is the thing that could make the difference between you and others in your field, in your industry, in your company, in doing what you do really well. So paying attention. The difference between looking and seeing, between hearing and listening, between accepting what the world presents you and noticing what matters to you was one of the quotes in the book that I really enjoyed. And I thought, yes, that is that just sums this up, doesn't it? Like the the art of noticing, the importance of bringing these things together and paying attention to the right stuff at the right time is the difference between potentially missing something vitally important and being able to make the most of it. So that's big idea number three. Attention is creativity. So we go, three big ideas from the book The Art of Noticing by Rob Walker. Big idea number one, less productivity, more curiosity. Big idea number two, the types of noticing. And big idea number three, attention is creativity. Like I said, well worth having on your bookshelf this one. It's one of those ones that you can pick up, pick an pick an idea. If you're going to a gallery, go to the gallery section in the looking section and then go and practice some of those activities or those ideas if you're doing the date with yourself I've actually did this last week I put a post on Instagram about that just a couple of days ago if you do the date with yourself you can actually go to this book pick a couple of activities to do while you're going out for your date with yourself and then put them into practice it's great things to journal on as well and definitely something to um to spice up maybe how you just run your regular day just adding those little kind of nuggets of creative noticing into your day a couple of times a week i think is a pretty good pretty good prescription for how to use this book All right, if you've read this book, if you've used it, I'd love to know what you tried or what you found or what you noticed as a result of practicing your noticing. You can contact me using LinkedIn or Instagram. Contact details as usual at the bottom of the show notes. You can get me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn. I'm just Steph Clark, Clark with an E on the end, which were the best two places to find me. Contact me there and don't forget if you haven't already subscribed to the bookmark newsletter and you would like some bookish recommendations dropping into your inbox every couple of weeks i recommend you do that you can do that by signing up at the top of the podcast show notes have got the link for you to subscribe otherwise until next time happy reading